Good afternoon. This is a quick audio update on the USDA report that came out. Um, we were expecting a small drawdown in the old crop carryout for U.S. corn and U.S. beans based on the 60 million odd bushel miss on the quarterly stocks. That did not happen. The USDA chose to ignore that data and kept the carryouts the same for corn and beans. They did raise the wheat carryout just a little bit. Um, for cotton, they lowered the old crop carryout by 200,000 bales as they are starting to acknowledge the better than expected demand. So they lowered the carryout by 200,000 bales, something we've talked about for a while. And so I'm fully expecting that number to be closer to a million bales, but they're not going to do that all in one report. They're going to do it over the next three or four reports. So, um, you know, they're, they're starting to acknowledge the drawdown in the old crop carryout for cotton, something we've been tracking for a while now. Globally, they did acknowledge the smaller Argentinian corn crop by 3 million metric tons. They chose not to change the carryout on corn. So essentially, again, a 100 percent. Um, demand destruction offset of that miss on the production side. For soybeans, it's even worse. They they drew the, the crop size down 6 million metric tons in Argentina, but chose, again, not to change the global carryout on soybeans. So 100% demand destruction on that. And so, you know, further confirmation that the USDA's view is that we're at pipeline levels on corn and beans. They did lower the world carryout just a little bit on wheat. And so that um, was, I guess, a bit of a surprise. And then on the cotton crop, they uh, low, increased the world carryout just a little bit. Nothing nothing of any significance there. And so, you know, the USDA's view of the world um, is, you know, continues to, to, they're doing their best to manage these balance sheets and, and, and keep from pushing the panic button, especially on the global balance sheets. Uh, but that's going to get harder and harder to do. Now that crude oil is re-rallying, uh, it's up pretty strong here again today. Uh, what was interesting is that the world rice carryout fell quite a bit. The U.S. rice carryout fell quite a bit. So that's what got rice running pretty hot here today. And so, you know, there's really no place to turn. Most all of these balance sheets are getting incredibly tight. And so, you know, there's a place out there this summer where I think the combination of variables will all come together and give us a pretty bullish market. That will be, you know, the end of the Fed rate hikes and maybe even the lowering of, of, of rates sometime in that June-July period. Um, a rally in energies and, and an acknowledgement of, of, you know, the U.S. running out of corn and beans and the old crop it will give us, I think, some extreme volatility. We've got some serious weather to watch here right now. The market is predicting a transition from a, a La Nina to an El Nino, which historically means uh, wetter weather in the upper Midwest, more moderate temperatures. Uh, and, and many of the modeling has been, you know, forecasting that really starting since the first quarter of this year, that transition has stalled. Uh, it's the cold water is building off of the coast of California, providing record rainfall for them. And so this transition has stalled out. If it completely stalls, then the modeling flips back to a warmer, drier pattern for the Midwest on grain development. It's too early to make that call, but it's something that we're watching every single day. And it'll be pretty critical, um, obviously, to grain development 
with these tight balance sheets, if, if, this, if this transition from a La Nina to El Nino stalls out and flattens out and doesn't happen, you're looking at extreme volatility in grain prices this summer. So you'll have that over-the-top variable in the form of production concerns that could be provide some serious volatility, not only in the grains, but for cotton later this summer. For new crop pricing, uh, obviously I'm not interested in doing anything until I know more about the weather patterns. Obviously, we've got a strong base behind us uh, with these tight stocks. And so, you know, it's going to take a, a really good crop in the United States and a good crop in South America for next year to provide any any negativity in these balance sheets. Yes, we can chop back and forth, um, but the, you know, the, the downside, in my opinion, is very limited. The upside remains explosive depending on weather. So we're going to continue to, to wait and, and get before we get too aggressive on any forward marketings for new crop uh, until we know what that weather pattern is. For cotton in particular, obviously the West Texas crop is of huge importance. It will decide for us whether we're talking about a 15 or 25 or 35 percent abandonment. Obviously that has a huge impact on production and ultimately the ending stocks. And so, you know, right now, I think the market's looking at around a 20% abandonment. But if that creeps to 30 or 35%, you're talking about a record tight balance sheet and, and probably serious volatility in new crop cotton prices. And so I, I'm not going to make any calls on that until we get closer to June or July when we, we have a better understanding of, of what abandonment might look like at that point. So same thing on the grains. So we're going we're gonna to stay patient on any new crop here for a while. And that's the update. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Talk to you soon. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.